What's up, everyone? This is Jay, aka Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 64th episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my girl, my partner in crime, the gene to my Harvey, or am I Daniel, or am I Stacy's father? <laughs> I guess, I guess. A little bit of everything there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who the third person was, <laughs> that guy. Anyway, Miss Lindsay, Amanda, Hi. what to do, baby girl? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Well, since I don't get to know that you uh, ran into the sea in a wedding dress and damn near drowned yourself, I'm still good, still high off our red velvet uh, wedding cake, uh, <laughs> but I expect that next week uh, I will be a little more sea <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, just a little. So yes, there, there will there will be some sectioning. Yeah, no. So how how do you feel? How how have you recovered after uh, going to the amusement park, getting on roller coasters, going through halls of mirrors, and trying to go into the light, which was the sea that you were going to drown in? How are you feeling, darling? I'm currently living in my daughter's arms, crying like a five year old girl. <laughs> But, but yeah, that, that was, that was something. I mean, like if I, I hate roller coasters, so I couldn't even watch that scene. I, those things, just watching those gives me the worst motion sickness I've ever had in my life. So I can't watch, I can't watch roller coasters. I can't think, watch things that go upside down. Unless, you know, I have motion sickness pills in hand. But I mean, like, all mirrors I can get through quick. I love amusement parks. I can sit and play them all day. So, so I'm with her on that. But I wouldn't, you know, kook out and go in a wedding dress on a bipolar episode that nobody believes but Stacey that, and, and, you know, Shirley and Lily that she's having. So. Okay. so should I do a Vegas trip with you, we would not be doing roller coasters. Okay, question. What about like those death drops? I think Vegas has like one of those little death drop rides. You know what I'm saying? I, I can actually do death drops. Okay, cool. I, as long as I don't look down. Okay, cool. Okay. If I look out, I'm good. If I look down, absolutely not. Okay, we're going to have to do that. <laughs> but I remember, I did not know that you could not do the roller coaster. See... So one of my fears was roller coasters. So when I was like in my teens, uh, one of the biggest things that I forced myself to do was get on roller coasters to get over that fear. And after the first one, it was nothing but love. So I felt like a big man at like 13 riding a roller coaster. So then I had to ride all the roller coasters. So I now love them. And then my next fear was the death drops. So then I forced myself to get on a death drop and I survived. So now I love those two. And I yeah. am the type that can go to, like I like going to YouTube and like Typing like the world's biggest death drop or the world's biggest roller coaster, and actually doing the rides with people who have like shot from the point of view of the rider. I think that's no, so goddamn cool. <laughs> absolutely not. I, no, I, I, I mean, like, I, I've also been on roller coasters, and I still can't do them. I remember one time when I was younger, I had to go on a roller coaster, and it was quote unquote the fastest roller coaster in the world. And I'm just like, okay. 
but but I was I was shaken. I was terrified. I'm like I don't want to do this, but I went on it anyway. And I was I got off the ride as soon as it was done in like 30 seconds, and I puked my guts out. Oh, you poor So the closest thing to a roller coaster I've been on is the Temple of Doom ride at. <laughs> Well, that's all right. Look, no, knowing your limits is good, so I'm not mad at that, you know. Yes, but so, what did you think about the rest of that that episode? Because I, I was shocked. It was good. That entire episode was amazing. Yeah. At the, how it was shot, the storyline, how how it was Martin and Stacy who went looking for. Her. I am still rooting for those two to get back together, even though it's probably never going to happen. Maybe, hopefully, not that be the case I, I i've always liked them together and and they they just need to you know get back together i i'd be totally okay with that i'm rooting <laughs> for martin and linda <gasps> mm. <laughs> i mean it seems like there's some chemistry testing going on i'm here for it yeah but but i mean like yeah i, I loved that entire episode i thought it was i thought it was great i love you know Lily freaking out about well, I. You know what? I have a lot of seeds of wheat just from that episode alone. I so I'm leave that be. <laughs> but yeah, the entire episode was good, and and I'm really glad that you know she's she Kato is bringing the bringing the good, bringing the mm. good. I totally agree. I didn't initially understand why Martin was involved until. You know, he brought up the phenomenal episodes that we saw where Stacy thought the devil <laughs> was, you know, he was the devil, I think, you know, was the deal. I mean, I remember those episodes were good and he talked her down, you know. So every single story was, you know, focused on bipolar and how it's affecting three generations of the family. So Martin is talking about his time with Stacy. Stacy is talking with her mom about their history. And then to the side, you've got Lily having a conversation with Kat about how concerned she is that she might uh, develop bipolar. And I think the way they put that together was brilliant. And in a time of COVID to do a, um, you know, a location shoot like that, it was mostly open air. Uh, it was fantastic. You've got, you know, the amusement parks, her walking around and, you know, talking about I'm a princess and where's the church. And you got people showing her love and also being weirded out by her. And just everything about it was just, just fantastic. So, and I expected too, because that show had been building up, you know, Jean increasingly getting away with her nonsense and Stacy just screaming, you know, as loud as she can into the void, my mother needs help and being failed at every level. So I didn't expect, you know, to reach resolution, you know, when we did, but I'm glad that we did because, uh, you know, it was getting dire for Jean, I was feeling really bad for Stacy, and I appreciate that finally, you know, Jean was able to open up her mouth and say, I recognize that I'm ill. And there was finally a moment where she was able to snap to it and realize, oh wait, I um this is this is this is not right. 
And she screamed it out, <laughs> you know. And mm-hmm. Stacy is there with her, you know. So, yeah, fantastic. And again, another part of the brilliance of Kate Oates, which I'm very grateful for, like you said. Because, yeah, it was just, it was flawless. It was flawless. And, yeah, I love it too, baby girl. 100%. Yes. All right, everybody. So, I will say here, if you have any questions about EastEnders that we do not cover today or there is something that you would have liked us to have talked about that we missed, head over to britishsoappodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask, or hit us up on the Twitterations at UK Soap Podcast. All right, baby girl, so let's get into these what the hells. What did EastEnders do to make you say, what the hell, other than, you know, Jean losing her damn mind? <laughs> well, that was done well. <laughs> Agreed. What wasn't done well was Ben finding anybody who gay bashes people and are willing to beat them up and beating them up. I don't think that's cool. I mean, like, yes, I understand why he's doing it and why he feels compelled to do it but it is not necessary we don't need to see it the guy woke up so we had a conversation about this earlier we learned that brian kirkwood writes for eastenders now and we were talking about how kate oates had somebody put away for (laughs) and and brian kirkwood had somebody put away both for the same deal and now Ben is, you know, probably going to get implicated and is probably going to get thrown in jail. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over Ben and, uh, well, everything having to do with Callum, quote-unquote, getting attacked. Because that, that's what it all comes down to. He pretty much blocked the photo shoot that Callum called back on because he was afraid he was going to get beat up again. Which, again, you know, justified. But the way he went around stopping it was not cool. Yeah, I mean, like, Ben's just doing too much with too little. And it's making me mad. And he's just kind of just there to, you know, beat people up now that back. <laughs> you know, for once, you and I are in disagreement when it comes to Ben. I love him kicking homophobic ass. I think it's fan-fucking-tastic. I think it is one of the best things they have done with this character since he walked his ass recast onto the scene. Because see, initially, he was doing a bunch of petty things that made no sense. He was targeting his family and hurting his family for reasons that really weren't well established. He hated his dad. He loved his dad. He was jealous of his sister. He loved his sister. It was just messy, and it was annoying, and I hated it. But what are they doing right now? Ben has lost the love of his life to murder by homophobic attackers, right? Ben's news story, which everybody listening to this show know pissed me off, is he, you know, talked noise to a group of homophobes. They proceeded to attack his husband, uh, the lesbians that were in his 
camp and EastEnders just had him sit there and do nothing. I thought that was totally out of character for Ben. I hated it. And I just thought, what in the world are they doing? This is ridiculous. And so then what does EastEnders turn around and do? Have him do something that is totally in his character to get revenge for Paul's death, his husband being attacked, to make himself feel strong after he sat there weak. He has decided to become the Dexter-style vigilante where he's not, you know, just beating up any random person or he's oh. not beating up, you know, just gay men that he sleeps with like one Aaron Livesey. I love Aaron, but that was some bull. <laughs> but he has chosen to single out people who are homophobes and kick their ass. And he's returning. He's he's turning the tide, right? Now, initially, I thought when I heard, you know, this story was coming, I thought he was going to get the homophobes that attacked his man. I don't think that's what's happening. I think he's just like, no, randomly, yeah, he's just hearing people. Yeah, but I love it. And why do I love it? What is the stereotype of gay men? We're all weak, right? What's, what's one of the fears, you know, of, of guys coming out? You know, are you going to get beat up or people going to talk shit to you because you are, are gay, right? That, like, that's the thing, right? Yeah. And for some of us, that is a reality, right? You know, some of us are fortunate enough to, you know, we're a little bit bigger. Like, I'm black, so, you know, everybody thinks I'm scary because I'm black. You know, I'm going to steal purses and shit, and you got to walk across the street and shit, right? So mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten a lot of that in my life, but I know other people have, right? If your body frame looks a certain way, if you seem like you're the you're slightest bit feminine, some guys out here who are insecure and in who they are will use that against you, will bully you, will attack you, will make you feel worthless and give nothing, no other thought about about it, right? But what I appreciate about stories where that's flipped is they show a couple things. One, you can't just be fucking with everybody like that. Like you think you're going to be able to mess with everybody like that. That is not the reality of the situation. Some people will come back at you and you will be the one hurt. So you better watch who the fuck you step into, right? And I recognize that's not the best message, but you know, petty me is like, I mean, that's a message that needs to be out there, right? Oh yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Petty, like I said, he was justified. I feel like he was justified mm-hmm. in what he was doing and how he was acting. But I don't like, you know, violence. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because we watch this soaps and we get violence all the time. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah. Mm-mm. And I hear that, like, in the real world, like, you know, I wouldn't want, like, you know, if Ben was my boyfriend, like, I would not want him to do this because, of course, that's going to jeopardize his security, right? But for the purposes of this being a soap, (laughs) a fictional soap, which could have... Lindsay inside world says, this is sad, but soap world... Good for you. I'm here for it. I love it. I I think he should beat up all the homophobes. I I love it. I think it's fantastic. And one of the downsides, and I already hear the rumblings of this, and I am kind of agreeing with these rumblings, is that so now that it has been established that Ben is this vigilante who's going out there being Captain Savagay, which I love, (laughs) right? (laughs) It has now come out that his new storyline is going to be him being assaulted by this bartender who 
I might have been able to appreciate if I didn't know he was a rapist from the jump, right? But I, I mean, know. I mean, this is the same thing they did with Josh on Coronation Street. They told us who the rapist was. I believe I believe they told us pretty early on. So then when he hit the screen, like you just immediately hated him because you knew what he was they, he was going to do to one of your favorite characters. And while I have not been happy with the trajectory of Ben. Uh, since I believe it's Max has been in this role. I think he's an excellent actor. Love him. I have loved all the Bens that came before him. So this character is really close to my heart. So the fact that, you know, now all of a sudden, after he's doing something boss, which is kicking ass of homophobes, and I think also appropriately expressing regret for that, right? Because, you know, he went to the hospital to check on dude, which is a dumbass thing to do. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's, he's talking with Jay and, and letting him know, like, you know, yeah, I understand this isn't necessarily the best damn thing, but, you know, what what am I going to do? I mean, one of my men was killed. My other man got beat up. What, I'm just supposed to be out here taking a shit? Like, I love that. I, I, and I love that he's vocalizing all these things that are, you know, that a lot of us that are gay out here that we think, like, okay, what, we're just supposed to get our ass beat and then that's it, right? But now, the way the show is rewarding him for that is for him to get raped. And then in this storyline, he's going to be raped by a dude who did something noble. I mean, Lewis, I believe his name is, he gave yeah. Ben the alibi he needed. Okay, so now that's tainted because you know he's only getting in with dude because he's getting ready to sexually assault him, so that's kind of trash. So, I, I don't know why this is the trajectory. I do think, uh, is it Max Bowden? I think that's his name who, who yeah. plays this role. I think... He is going to be set up perfectly to get all the British Soap Awards, all the uh, additional awards for this storyline, because I think it's going to be uh, powerful. Uh, I need Lewis to go as soon as possible. I don't need him on a canvas for 300 years. I hope if, after this rape, just, you know, just let uh, Ben turn around and murder him it, and let him be gone. Done. We're done with this because I just I, I can't. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not feeling how EastEnders has done something boss with Ben and, you know, the indication that we as fans are getting is, okay, so now we're going to punish him by having him raped. Why? And I've heard this critique made of, like, strong, tough uh, female characters in soaps as well. Like, I'm thinking of Marty Saybrook back in the day. You got a strong, badass character, and then to tame the woman, she must be raped. That's what I feel with Ben right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, mm, I don't know why they're doing this. But, yeah, I like been being the, the vigilante because I feel like we need that type of character um, to, to give us you know like I know it's a tentative strength I know it's kind of petty you know I know violence is bad blah 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 this is a fucking soap I want some homophobic ass to get kicked if we could have Paul murdered if we could have Callum get his behind beat if we could have Ben struggling because he saw his husband get his uh, behind beat you know one extra on screen and four extra and three extras not on screen could get beat up by Ben come on now <laughs> turn about his fair play <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I get it now. I guess, you know, but <laughs> I do hear what you're saying, baby. Like, yes, violence is bad, and I hear you, but I love it. <laughs> kind of like a Tarantino film, you know. Well, the violence is bad. I don't want to see people, you know, get their arm cut off and then have blood shooting everywhere. But on screen, it looks beautiful. <laughs> everybody, everybody. <laughs> 
circle shooting. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I've seen my fur dogs. I've seen how it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what I put on Twitter about Ben was, I like uh, Ben being like the the gay bashing Dexter, like or the homophobe bashing Dexter. Like, I mean, it's fantastic. I love it. So, yeah, this is a this is an interesting turn uh, with him. And uh, yeah, I'm not ready for this rape. Yeah, I'm not ready for it at all. But, um, you know, if he turns like darker and starts kicking more ass because of it, I'm not going to be mad. And I, if he puts yeah. his rapist in, the, in a coma, I also will not be mad. If he kills him, I will not be mad because no. No. Yeah, it's like seriously. The first thing I told you when I saw him for the first time was like, "Why does the kind of cute ones always have to be the rapist?" I mean, the actor's good, confident in who he is. Don't know if he's gay in real life, but he's playing a, a good role. But I mean, I just, you know, I, I just I don't know why they're doing this. I, I don't I don't understand. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I am loving Ben. Y'all know that is a very rare thing I say on this show, but I'm here for it. I, I'm here for it. And I'm even here for the conflict between him and Callum um, because, you know, this little thing about, you know, Ben not wanting Callum to do the photo shoot could have been like this little petty throwaway joking kind of thing. But no, Ben is serious about it because what Ben is telling him is, you being this visible is going to put a target on your back. I have already lost a man because of this. I don't want you to be in that same situation. And Callum is, you know, and, and remember, Callum was the one who was struggling with his sexuality early on. And Ben was doing that whole, I got some male queer bullshit that, get, that got on my nerves early on, right? But mm-hmm. now Callum is the one that he is comfortable in his skin. He has come out and he sees the nobility in being out there, being visible. And he's just like, I'm not living my life scared. I'm going to do what I do. So that's just how it's going to be. And that conflict between the two of them, that is excellent. And one thing I remember saying about this pairing when it was first teased that, uh, you know, they would be possibly long term is this whole conflict between Callum being this upstanding cop person that tries to do the right thing and Ben being the tough boy that's, you know, a little shadier and struggles with things, that was always going to set up some interesting conflicts with them. And I think, you know, once Callum finds out what Ben's been doing, that's definitely going to be some interesting conflict. But I mean, Ben will have been raped at some point and Callum will find out that. So I need any anger that Callum might have because of, you know, maybe finding out about Ben, uh, you know, beating homophobes up. I hope that once this rape, you know, comes out, he is nothing but supportive because that is what Ben is going to need. And that's what I want to see, you know, enough with with, you know, gay men being raped and then not saying who the rapist is and then being put in jail while their rapist walks around free to rape other people. We saw it with John Paul on Hollyos. We saw it with David on Coronation Street. We don't need them out. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need... If Ben's going to be raped, all right, I accept it. Can he just murder the rapist afterwards and then we we not be done with it? We can deal with Ben's emotions. We don't have to deal with another rapist on these streets. Yeah, you know I'm saying? So, mm. anyway, that's that's probably the most the most extended period of time I have ever defended Ben on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. I ain't sorry. <laughs> I'm loving Ben right now. I'm loving it. And this rape storyline I mean I'm not gonna hate Max Bowden I'm gonna love him even more I can already tell you so I'm ready I'm ready to fast forward to the day after because I I 
I've seen these male rape storylines a couple times. I'm not going to want to see it happen. I'll probably force myself to watch, but then I need to see what happens after the fact. And I hope, you know, as far as showing it goes, I want it like they did with uh, David on Coronation Street. Uh, there's a room, he's laying down, a door is closed, and we know what happens and we don't see it. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need him jumping on uh, uh, Max like uh, Finn on Hollyos did jump off. No, just let's move on, let's deal with the aftermath and make it good. Because if y'all are making this decision with this character, make it good, make it impactful, let's go. But it should not be a punishment from him for him kicking homophobic ass. Because I don't think he deserves any type of uh, punishment for that at all. Sorry about it, but not sorry at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now that we've spoken about Ben for three hours, <laughs> what, other, what the hell do you have, baby girl? <laughs> I am sad, and I hate to say this because I love this family to bits, and it's kind of like all falling apart. I'm sick of Harvey. I am 197 billion percent sick of Harvey. <laughs> I get you. Stacy goes and tells this man that her mom is bipolar. She needs to get her medicine checked out because it may not be the right dose mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And he's just sitting there, oh, she's fine. She's okay. She's just happy right now. She's going to be just fine. I love her. We're getting married in two days. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, what uh, no, no. She proposes, then he proposes back. She goes, uh, uh, mm, I, I am over Harvey and his weirdness and his inability to realize that something is wrong with Gene. Even after several people have flat out told him, hey, She has a mental disability. She needs help. Have her come home. Have her get sectioned. Do something. Or else she is going to go off the deep end. Which essentially in the end she almost did. Because he paid no attention to her well-being. He just wanted to make her happy. Even if it meant going over his credit card limit, breaking up with her twice, and then setting up house with her twice. I'm just like, no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I totally understand. And you know, I appreciate the most recent Friday episode that we saw where him and Rocky basically talked about everything that had happened with him and Gene, and he started exploring how, well, wait. Because, you know, at this point, he has accepted that Gene's illness has been driving a lot of what's been going on. And he's realizing, well, shit, maybe she didn't love me. Maybe that was the illness. And then he's talking with Rocky and thinking, well, hell, maybe I didn't love her. Maybe what I was doing was using Gene, right, who came into my life at the same time um, that my son got arrested because of me, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. I've been using her as a distraction for all this time and not seeing the truth of what's going on. And that does help to explain 
why he's been so absolutely ridiculous. And Mama, I agree with you on that one. He has been infuriating, and he has been on—he is on my what the hell list a couple of times for some of the ridiculous decisions, including backing Gene's decision to uh, put push harassment like charges on Stacy or get a restraining order against Stacy when he is aware that. Gene is not well. Stacy has told him multiple times. I think Kat tried to tell him, you know. And the show played it smart where they gave enough wiggle room for Gene because who did you get that could, you know, help to validate Stacy's concerns? You got her going to a doctor and then you had her uh, actually calling to paramedics, both of whom who could have validated what was going on with Gene. But Gene played it cool with the doctor enough to where the doctor didn't express immediate concerns. The doctor did give a referral to another mental health professional who could have done a more thorough assessment, but they had to wait a month for that. So the doctor appointment did not result in the doctor saying, no, something is seriously wrong. And Gene was able to, you know, you know, twist that to Harvey into, no, everything's fine. It's good. My my daughter was lying. And Harvey just believed her because that's his woman and he's just trying to believe her and he's been stupid about this for months, right? So the show set it up to where there was enough wiggle room for Jean to uh, explain away her foolishness and Harvey was so, you know, caught up in his own world that he was just accepting, you know, the negativity that he was seeing in Jean as just a part of who she is and the daughter's overreacting. But yes, that was a bad move because all that did was left Jean in harm's way and kept her from getting able to, being able to get the help she needed. And it wasn't until he actually saw the extent of her illogic when his son has been stabbed in prison, Gene ignores his calls and texts for her support, and then he's there standing with her, talking with her about this, and she's being totally dismissive, totally disconnected, and he's hearing Stacy's voice in his head saying, Mom is in her own world. She doesn't even understand what's going on. She doesn't She doesn't care about you. She mm-hmm. cares about herself. Mm-hmm. As of right now and where she's at currently. And finally it clicked, you know. And I mean, Harvey has been ridiculous. Like, including, you know, his reaction to finding out that Gene uh, made a pass at Rocky, right? Yes. He one. <laughs> allowed himself to turn that into thinking that Jean didn't do it because she was bipolar and dealing with that issue. Jean wanted to break up with him, but decided the nice way to do that would be to make a pass at his best friend, which she knew would make him upset so that they would break up. Like three-dimensional chess, he thinks this woman is playing, when Stacy has told him she's sick. So he keeps refusing to believe the simple answer in order to justify supporting us an ill woman right so then he turns that turns that around that's breakup number one but then gene comes back and is like let's get married which again red flag and then harvey accepts and then harvey does i think the 
worst thing that he's done this entire time. So, Act like a football manager? Hmm? Act like a football manager that you can steal a ring? No. <laughs> Refuse to give the cell phone to his son, oh, leaving his son open to be step. I'm just like, what? I'm like, bro, we just went through this a few months ago. I understood a few months ago him making the decision to get uh, Robbie Roscoe sent to jail. Look, Robbie Roscoe was in, in a situation where they were about to blow up a mosque, which was next to a, uh, 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 uh Indian restaurant, which was next to a gay club. The devastation would have been horrible. I understand why he felt his son needs to be punished for that. For years, he had tried to protect this kid from white supremacy groups. The kid lied about continued involvement with them, and he was at his wits, and I get it, okay? He has been stupid for Gene for months. But now, all of a sudden, you've got one of these white supremacist guys coming to you, strangling you, you know, bruising you so hard yeah. that you, 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 your flesh is red and peeling, threatening the life of your son, your daughter, you, your other half. So he's telling this guy, bring this phone to, you know, your boy, otherwise it's going to be problems. You know, give it to him in prison. He has the phone. He has it there in prison. All he has to do is make the pass off so his son could be okay. His son, who he already knows is being beaten up in prison, who he already knows is struggling at prison, he has this, this moment to make sure his boy is okay. And instead, all of a sudden he is Mr. I must be noble. I know you're going to get stabbed to damn near death, son, but I'm so sorry. Keeping this phone is the right thing to do. And then he just leaves his child to be stabbed. I was just like, oh my God, what are you doing? So that was the moment for me when I was done with Harvey. Because I'm like, okay, you're sitting up here letting the woman you sleep with get away with goddamn murder. But your son, his life is similarly on the line, in part because of something justified that you did to help him. I get it. But damn it, now he's in it. So what are you going to do? You're up here talking about all the people that, you know, are going to be saved if you don't give your son this phone, which, you know, I understand he thought could be linked to another bomb that could kill people. Okay, but you're going to let your son get hurt? Like what? So, yeah, I was done with Harvey. I was done with him, you know. So I'm glad at the end of this, it seems like a light bulb has gone off over his head. His son is now in hospital. Hopefully, you know, we can get Robbie Roscoe healed out of prison so he can be back home and, you know, romancing cute girls and getting off this white supremacy storyline, right? Um, but yeah. yeah, Harvey has been the most annoying. So I co-sign your what the hell a billion times. I'm going to throw in real quick a scene of the week. I love Harvey and Rocky's friendship. I think that is fantastic. I love it, love it, love it, and I need it to stay um, because those two are just boss together. Um, mm -hmm. But back to the what the hell? Yeah, totally. And I have it on my list, too. Harvey's been a goddamn mess, and I'm sick of it, and I hope we don't ever have to see it again because it's been stupid and it's been annoying, and what the hell. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yep. What and then my last one, mm -hmm. then my last one is probably one you didn't see because it involved our, our favorite uh, uh, fox child, uh, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so she, you know, she she's having issues living in number one, you know. So she's been living off other people, even though Whitney's living in the house with her. 
So she's been living off her family across the street. She's been, you know, just taking bags and baby stuff to everywhere she can so that she doesn't have to be at that house, which is fine. So, so she goes back one day and Whitney is there. She walks in and, and she's just throwing glass objects around. And, and she's like, I'm not sure I can do this, you know? And, and, and that's like, that's fine too. So she goes and tells, you know, she goes and says, hey, if it's okay, and, you know, we talk it through, have, have a little bit of time and talk it through, do you mind if we swap houses? Um, my brain just went like, oh, no, here we go. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Kim gets beyond excited. So it's more of a Kim moment than it is a Chelsea moment because Kim just jumped the gun and said, yes, I can have my, I can have my stuff back because, you know, it's the house that, you know, who's Vincent built for her. Or got everything situated for her. It was her house. She lived there. It was her place. So she's like, I can have my awesome spa shower system. And I can have all this. And I can have all this. And she was already packed and out the door within 20 minutes. She had all her stuff packed and on her way over there. And, you know, there was this nice little moment between, you know, oh, I forgot who it was. I think, oh, who was it? It was somebody who just had a baby and, and, and Chelsea. I can't remember who it was. That was, they, uh, that was a burning. Yeah, and they had that conversation where she's like, just, just, you know, deal with it the best you can. You'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Just, just try to remember that he's yours, that every, you know, the house doesn't have him in it anymore. You can build memories with your family there, not, you know, anyone else. But if you feel like you need to, go ahead and, you know, swap houses. So she goes in and Kim being, you know, obnoxious and, you know, ever since her whole Kimfluencer thing, I've, I've been kind of in and out with Kim because she's been, I, I love Kim. I think she's a great character. But she jumps the gun with things too much. And she was packed and ready to go in like 20 minutes. And she's knocking on the door. And Whitney opens it. And you see Patrick and her walk in. And Patrick's like, I'm sorry. I'm so flippin' sorry. She had her stuff back the minute I mentioned moving into the house. <laughs> and, and she was just like inhabiting it the minute she walked in. And then Chelsea's like, yeah, I'm not moving out. You can move all your shit back. <laughs> and, Kim's just like, and Kim did that pouty thing. And I'm like, serves you right. You should have talked it out first, like what was intended. So it was just like one of those stupid little, you know, I like the character, but I hate the character doing stupid stuff before she knows it's time or before she knows it's ready. And stuff like that but you know I've, I've i've had issues with quite a bunch of stuff but it's just like i was trying to pick out 
three that were bright, fresh in my mind, and that one annoyed the crap out of me. Someone just barged into my house after, you know, three seconds of saying, hey, we're potentially moving into number one, and then she packs her stuff and automatically walks in. I would have knocked her in the head. So you left out a very important part of that story, which I did see, and which is why it is on my what the hell list. Because Chelsea, all of a sudden, after all these months, after knowing that Chantal was killed, you know, probably in that house, or if not killed, beat in that house, all of a sudden now, Chelsea decides, the house is haunted. Oh my God, I see Chelsea in this room. I see, I, I see Chelsea, I see Chantal in this room, right? I see Tina in this room. I'm just like, oh my God, you idiot. I was like, dude, you do not see dead people. You are not Haley Joel Osment. Come on. Yeah. I mean, why come she didn't see Chantal getting her ass beat in every room? Like, she knew about that shit in, in December. So, okay, so you've been straight from December to uh, April. But now, all of a sudden, the last week of April, you see haunted house shit. Why you ain't see that girl getting her ass beat in every goddamn room? You read her messages. You read her blog posts. You were in the rooms where she was getting destroyed by this man. And you weren't shaken by that because he was rich. But now, all of a sudden, that he's in jail. Now, I can't stay in the house because yeah, I see ghosts in every room. And, see, I was annoyed with her. Because I'm with Kim. That's not her house. That's Kim's house. She ain't got no place to be uh, popping up, talking about some, this is my house. That's not her house. She's been there two damn minutes. That is Kim's house. That is Kim's house that Vincent made for her. So, I was cool with Kim going over there and being in that house. I actually was kind of shocked that they were considering a swap. And I didn't think they offered it to not make it happen. I thought that was stupid. Like, if they were just going to not have Kim go to the house that she loved, then they shouldn't have even done this storyline. Because I, I just it didn't make any sense. Like, I thought that they were going to have Kim there, and finally you've got two households for the foxes, you've got Patrick's house, and you've got Kim's house. And because her energy is so buoyant, and you've got, you know, Denise who could be in and out, and Patrick could be in and out, and, you know, you got Howie now, so maybe we'd see Kim and Howie and Pearl. Like, my, my brain was already to how they could exercise the demon of that 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 serial killer from that house, right? And mm -hmm. then they, at the last minute, they flip it. Now, they also threw that wrinkle in that uh, old dude ain't been paying the mortgage. So it yeah, still could go that way. Yeah, it's like she's been helping trying to find mm -hmm. ways to get money so that they can keep the house. Yes. In so other words, go she's, gonna be making, she's gonna be making all the money. She's gonna pay the mortgage. It'll be her house and she'll be kicking them out. Mm -hmm. And you know, things <laughs> could happen, so Kim could still get her house. Like I honestly I wanna see Kim back in that house. I think she needs her own space and I think it would be fabulous to see her with that space. She has been on the show for a long time. She deserves that home, right? Uh I love Chelsea, she's been a two dot damn minutes now i love whitney whitney got other family to stay with now that is kim's damn house i need kim there i need stories there centered around kim and her influence and, and whatever goes down with her and howie i need that in, in her life and she's gonna need a place to have sex with that man she needs her own damn house and we need to exercise the demons of all the dead people in the house it needs to happen right <laughs> otherwise they need to tear down they need to figure it out you know but yeah i just I, the haunted shit was stupid 
uh, and the fact that she is pressed over, you know, some people, dead people that she didn't really know all that well, but she was cool living in a house where she knew another black woman who shared her race, the seed that started their names, and the same man. She was cool being with that man for the most of, most of all this time. But this was the reason why she was finally weirded out. No, I was hate, I hated that. I hated that. It was trash. So yeah, I saw that stuff. Agree with the what the hell. It was absolute garbage. And I want Kim to have her damn house back because this is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree. And, and I, like you said, I don't understand. I mean, like, it'll be sad for Mac and Mia, mm-hmm. but they pretty much live with Grandma anyway. Yeah, and so. they're, they're children, and they're too young. We ain't never going to see them kids, so don't really care about them. Kim can have that house. <laughs> ain't nobody, look, <laughs> they're, they're, I'm more than see most of the other kids. I'm, look, their dad is gone, their mama's gone. Them kids ain't long for this show. That, no, Kim can have a house. <laughs> Forget yeah. Mac and Mia. <laughs> They'll, they'll be gone like uh, Karen's twin boys that you've seen twice. <laughs> yes. Although it, it looks like some of the kids are coming back under Kato, so I'm, I'm interested in seeing what happens. Yeah. All right, baby girl, I'm going to run through mine. I've got a few, but I'm, I think I'm going to get through them pretty uh, quickly. So uh, let's start with Tina's funeral. I was not here for that hearse. I thought that hearse was trash. A rainbow oh. hearse? What, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? Like, I get it. I loved Tina. I think that actress to play Tina was flawless. I have loved her from minute one until her end. I hate that Grey killed her. She has been one of my favorite characters on this show the entire time that I've watched EastEnders. But I just thought that that hearse was stupid. Everything else about the funeral was fine. Kudos for Linda coming back and showing her ass because she's she's sitting there dealing with the emotions of being with her family who she's strained with, her man who she loves but she's strained with, and now all of a sudden this woman, this damn who Jenny? What the hell did she say her name was? Who the hell is Janine? You know what I'm saying? All that was beautiful. So we met. (laughs) <laughs> that was beautiful. And Linda's return, and, and I'll get to that a little bit later, scene of the week. But I was just like, what are they doing with this hearse? No, this is, no, too much. No, stop. <laughs> I did not like that. I was just like, no, 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 no. And did I hear you say the same? Did you have the same reaction? Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of weird. I mean, like, I understand you got to have the hearse and everything, mm. but that, oh, Rainbow was too much. No. I, I didn't like the, I mean, like, the rainbow theme was a cool idea for, like, clothing and stuff. Right. But not for the entire thing. Yeah, that was weird. I, I wasn't feeling that. Nope, nope, if nope. they would have done the coffin the same way, I would have been done right then and there. Yeah, I was just like, but... That, yeah. uh, that, was, that was just too much. Yeah. Everything else, like you said, everything else about it was great. Mm-hmm. I loved the eulogies. Nice. I loved... You know, Janine running up and hugging Mick instead of Linda. With Trash. Trash. Linda, her moment of, oh, my God, I'm going to drink to the mm-hmm. point where I'm stumbling around and made some good drama there. Yes. But, yeah, it's just like, I'll talk more about that later because yes. me and you probably have a bunch of similar scenes this mm-hmm. week. Yes. <laughs> And you know we but, we can transition into it since we're on it just to to keep everything 
together. I'm glad that the story around Tina's uh, funeral was so powerful that it distracted me from that horrible ass <laughs> but I was done. But yeah, Linda's return was fantastic. I didn't know it was coming. So when she walked in the, that pub, I cheered. I was like, yes. And I was like, oh, you get your name, girl. You get away from your goddamn man. You know? And so I'm just waiting for the moment when Linda sees this woman and realizing that, that this is the heifer that came to her during the winter, started talking all that stuff about her man, you know, acted like she didn't know who she was and was up there drinking like her little drinking, but I was waiting for it all to come out. And you know what? We got it. We got <laughs> Linda. Yeah, she was drunk as hell. But yeah, we got Linda, you know, calling out Janine in the pub and going at her in front of everybody. Now, I'm a little, I'm a, kind of what the hell in all that as well, because Linda should have won that goddamn fight. Linda, I don't care how drunk Linda was. Linda should not have been the one on the ground needing Sharon to come and pick her up and escort her out. She should have knocked Janine the fuck out, <laughs> left her on the ground, and talked noise to her before walking, stumbling out of the pub with her girl. I didn't like how Linda was made to look like the one who lost that fight and then everybody seemingly was on Janine's side. Like, and even Mick. I expected Mick, once Linda, e even though she was slurring and stuff, once Linda revealed, this woman came to see me. She came to see me at the pub and started telling me all this stuff. And she later tells Mick, you know, you don't believe all this stuff. This woman's been dripping poison in your ear, right? So even after she says all this to Mick, you know, there's that scene where he is upstairs with Janine and Janine is acting all cocky and stuff. And I'm thinking Mick's going to turn around and tell her. So what was that Linda was saying about you going and seeing her in December? And I thought that was going to be the start to the end of them. But no, he's blinded by the punani. So he's just like, thank you so much for being a love and support to be what I really. Did. And I'm just like, OK, Harvey, can we stop? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh -huh. So, I'm sure that's going to come later, but Linda should have won that fight. That, that's what I feel. And I do, I'm going to throw another Linda scene of the weekend here. I do appreciate the fact that, you know, once, you know, dumbass Mick decides to go on his vacation with uh, Janine, uh, Linda's like, because she hears people talking noise about her being a town drunk. She's like, you know what? I'm the landlady of a pub. I got a job. I got a place to be. And so what's sister do? She pulls a, <laughs> uh, she pulls a Peter from Corey and she takes her alcoholic self back to the pub to stay claim on that place that is hers. And what do I love about that? So yes, that's the day that uh, Janine and Mick decide to come back. But we learn a couple of very important things. One, first of all, there was no sexual anything between uh, Janine and Mick. And why? We have not forgotten Mick's history. Mick uh, was sexually abused, and he has had a difficult time adjusting since dealing with all that, right? But you know who, who he did adjust for? The love of his life, Linda. Those two still have that fire. And even though I'm mad at initially them not giving Linda a win, oh, she got it when she returned to that pub because, you know, um, Mick was talking to her like she was worried about Janine. And girlfriend was like, I'm not worried about Janine. And matter of fact, she needs to be worried about me. 
because maybe you have a little bit of love in your heart for me, don't you? And then she just sauntered on out. I said, that's right, girl. You claim your man. <laughs> you claim it. So I'm loving her back in the pub. And we know the real. It's mm-hmm. Mick and Linda to the end. You know, so I'm glad that it did not take too long for Sister Girl to start to come uh, come back on the up and up. So I am here for Linda's return. I need her to get her man back. And uh, Janine got out. She got out. Because she's done too damn much, and she needs to pay for what she did. Because she, she was slick with it, but she she calculated and she manipulated that breakup, and she needs to pay for it. So, And I need Linda to get her man back. I'm here for it. So, Or Martin, if she stays on the show. <laughs> so, make a Martin. Yeah, Either way, I'm good. <laughs> big jumping ship, and it mm-hmm. doesn't show she's jumping. Mm-hmm. But, 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 and they're well, they're not technically divorced yet, are they? No, Mm-mm. no, they're not. So, so, like, maybe he'll sign the papers and she can go find somebody new. Yes. <laughs> we, will, we, will, we, will think about the, we will think about the future of Linda as, you know, the decisions are made about Mick. But, you know, I know I see Martin hanging around Linda a little bit and I'm liking what I'm saying. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I yes. thought that Martin has chemistry with everybody. Yes, he does. And I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for it. He has chemistry with that. He has chemistry with Steve. He has chemistry with Linda. He has chemistry with everybody. He has. Uh, has, Did you say Zach in that first thing you said? Because I was about to say the same thing. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Shucks. All right, baby girl. What's that? Were you? Oh yes, I was on my what the hell. So yes, okay. Yes, we're doing what the hell. That we had the end of the week moment. Girl, let me continue. Okay. Um, I guess before I get to this one, let's, let's jump back to Jean cause we, uh, we talked about, uh, them. Um, I understand why they did it, but I didn't like Jean being totally disconnected about Aaron's death. I got that that was the illness, but I just, I, my heart kind of broke for Harvey when that was happening, but also I appreciated that. Um, he that moment helped him see that she was not okay because he's there talking to her about how much he needed her because her, you know her, his son got stabbed and she's just like well you know we don't need to be thinking about sad things anyway about our wedding and I'm just like girl <laughs> My girl I set a date and everything we're going here yeah no you we're know. not doing that I was like, what the hell? And then a little what the hell about that excellent, uh, you know, Friday episode that was Gene-centered. Now, explain this to me. Gene goes to that little burger joint and starts freaking out because she realizes she doesn't have the money to pay for this burger, right? So the nice guy gives her the burger, and she starts eating the burger, and she starts eyeing roller coasters. The next scene, Gene is on a roller coaster. If Jean didn't have money for that burger, how the hell she had money to pay to ride a goddamn roller coaster? I don't understand. Did she get her tickets beforehand? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I've never been to the UK. I don't know what park she was at. Is that a park where you pay uh, like a for a wristband and you just get to ride whatever? Because I was confused by that. I was like, how the heck? What <laughs> had the money for it? Burgers aren't that expensive. Come on, and if you're that burger. 
I was I was bad at that. <laughs> I was bad at that. Yes. Okay. So a couple uh, other uh, little ones. First of all, we, we'll keep it on Gene for a minute. Lily got on my goddamn nerves. Ooh, I was mad at Lily. Stacy was slick with it. She was so slick with it. Uh, after Gene and Cheryl went to went out because Cheryl had Gene uh, had asked her to be the bridesmaid or whatever, and Cheryl finally agreed. But they ended up being around the ring shop where Gene stole that ring, and so then the store manager or whatever noticed her and got security to be like, "Get this woman! This that little heifer that stole the ring!" Right. So. She did too much, too. <laughs> she really did. Uh, after, you know, Gene was slick with it and got out of that drama and Cheryl got, got to see up close, you know, just how deep into the illness um, Gene was, Cheryl tells Stacy and she's telling Stacy, look, you need to get the authorities involved. You need to have her section. Stacy's like, you don't understand how difficult that is. I can't do that to my mom. And then Gene continues to act over the top ridiculous to the point where she, you know, is trying to make some tea or whatever. And then she burns her hands and Stacy sees an opportunity. She calls the hospital. She says, hey, my mom is going through a mental health crisis. She has burned herself on purpose. Please get here to help her. Yes, it was a lie, smart lie, and could have gotten Gene the help that was needed. But Lily's dumb behind was watching the whole thing. And then when the paramedics is there and this close to making sure that Gene gets the assessment that's needed without having to wait a month for it, Lily's ridiculous self is like, my mom lied. That, that didn't really happen. It was an accident. And then Stacy chimes in. Yeah, it was an accident. And then that's all that's needed for the paramedics to talk to Gene, have the paramedics thinking Gene is perfectly fine, and then Gene turns around and gets the police on Stacy for harassment because Stacy lied and admits the lie. And if Lily had just shut her dog on mouth, that would not have happened. So since I'm now watching Friday when, you know, I know everything is getting resolved, right? After this Friday, had we recorded like a week ago and the last episode we saw was that damn heifer Lily uh, making her mama tell the truth and running her damn mouth and making sure that Jean didn't get the help that she needed, I'd be calling for that girl to get drawn and quartered. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. I was like, Lily, what are you doing? You're being an idiot. Shut up. Do not shush. Shush. So that got on my nerves. Yes. Did you find that scene differently? Were you on Lily's side? Because I, I, I couldn't with her in that moment. I'm not actually sure because it did seem pretty accidental. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I see why Stacy did what she did mm -hmm. and why Lily did what she did because mm -hmm. it was an accident. Right. Yes. And, you know, since. She was there. I don't know if it, any of them realized she was still there or not, or if she left, or whatever the case may be. But you cannot, you know, not expect somebody to keep a keen eye when they know that when she's freaking out that she's going to get sick too. Yeah. You know, she uh, she was keeping a close eye on everything to make sure that everything was okay. She may be 11, but she ain't dumb. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, like, if she didn't say what she did, Jean would be getting better. Right. But for the first time in a long time, Lily is lying 
ended up getting her into more trouble than what it was worth, even though at the same time she had that cute moment right before uh, uh, she got arrested about saying how she was sorry about, you know, saying the truth, essentially. And then it was just like, okay, she says the truth and everything goes to crap. But, you know, it all got got sorted out in the end, kind of. Well, but, you know, I do, I do understand why both of them did what they did. Because it's like, she was always told not to lie, and she spent most of the last year lying to Ruby. So it's just like, maybe she was done. Maybe she was just over it and yeah. wanted to just say, hey, dude, my grandma's fine. She didn't burn herself on purpose because yeah. she didn't. Because she was. I hear that. So, I, I think <laughs> at that moment, I wanted Jean to get help more than I wanted honesty because I felt like she had done so much to, you know, bypass the help. I was just ready for it to be done. And I was, I was rooting for Stacy. I was like, yes, you tell that lie girl. Cause everybody, like it was clear. Everybody knew, Stacy knew that she did not burn herself on purpose. Everybody knew it was clear in the scene that she didn't do it. I was like, gone. I said, Stacy be a slick. <laughs> That's yeah, great. And I was just like, I agree what, with what both of them did. Mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't agree with the outcome yeah. because, they made them both look like idiots. Yes, because, right. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, I have, I had no issues, really, with how it went down. I mean, like, yes, Lily did something stupid, but she thought it was, you know, right for the best. <laughs> yeah, the right thing to do. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so last couple. So this this one is actually like a what the hell slash scene of the week. So the what the hell was how welcoming um, Linda, not excuse me, not Linda, um, Cheryl and, um, oh God, why am I forgetting Tam Morris' ex-wife? What's, his, what's her name, baby? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Zach's girlfriend. Why? She's been on the show the longest. Why am I remembering everybody but her? Uh, Nancy, like on Hollyoaks, Nancy. (laughs) Yes, so I was upset with, you know, with Linda's return, how welcoming both Nancy and Cheryl were seeming to be of Janine instead of Linda. I was getting really annoyed with both of them for that until the the scene of the week where... So Janine and Mick are going off and Nancy kind of comments to Cheryl like, I'm kind of surprised you're being this cool with all of this. And Cheryl's like, oh, I ain't cool with that heifer. But see, I know if I act all hateful and stuff, that'll just push Mick towards her even more. So I'm keeping it quiet so he can see her destruct on his own. I was like, okay, I'm good with it. (laughs) And thank you for the explanation because y'all were getting on my damn nerves. Because I thought, you know, they would have Linda's back. But obviously, the drinking, neither of them them are going to be happy with that with Linda. Janine, neither of them are happy with her. So they were just choosing the path of least resistance. Just accept making stupid decisions. And they know it's going to (laughs) end because they know, you know, Danny Dye's leaving the show too, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I appreciate the explanation. So I was like, okay, scene of the week, they're being slick with it, great. But I I was not feeling initially the way they seemed to welcome Janine more than uh, than Linda. Uh, but I do like like uh, a little bit of a turnaround. Nancy, when, uh, you know, Martin and Zach were kind of over how, you know, once Linda was living with Sharon, how she was being a mess a whole lot of the times. Nancy comes in and agrees to live there as well so she can have her mama's back. That's the right level. Supporting Linda is the right level. So I, I thought that was that was excellent. So, yeah. Um, and then last two. I do not need Vinny Panasar to be Ian Beale. No. Oh, Haters. God, no. Oh, that was another one. Um... Hate it. Hate it. Why, My poor child. Why do they what keep the acting fuck? like they keep making Vinny like he doesn't have sense? Like Vinny would not do that. I don't know why that he would turn into Ian Beale at all. I think this is stupid. I think the show misses an Ian Beale character, so they keep trying to make other characters Ian. Because they did this with uh with uh was not is it Bobby? Who's the who's the the tall one? That's not Bobby. Bobby's a little Peter? cute one. Peter. There you go. They did this with Peter a couple months ago. They had Peter acting like Ian. And now they're doing it with Vinny. Vinny being so ridiculous about people having regular breaks and things like that. And these are kids his age that he fucking has them protesting, like, like looking for a union. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they're making him seem incompetent. But I think this character is much more than this. So I need this Vinny as Peter, as Ian Bill thing to stop because it's ridiculous and I hated it. The union stuff, I get it. We got union stuff going on. I agree. Fist up. Support the union. But that's the storyline was stupid. And I don't like what they, they did to Vinny. No, hated it. <laughs> hated it. Hated it. You felt I, the same, I, I, boo? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and truth be told, I kind of understand why they were doing what they were doing because I don't know if Suki was the one who made him change the contract mm -hmm. or if it was like that before mm -hmm. because I could personally guarantee if there were that many abbreviations in any contract that I had to sign I would have ripped it up and thrown it away 100%. That's right. 100% because uh, that sounds like something he would write because uh, he knows all like the younger kid abbreviation things because he's the youngest of the Palazars. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, he, they're trying to make him out to be smarter than he is when he has no flipping idea how to run a call center whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you, you see her after coming back, even though she probably shouldn't have, uh, reading over this contract and she's like what the hell are all these abbreviations and uh, her girlfriend with the dog whose name I can never remember me neither but I'm glad she's back <laughs> just pops up and gives her the gives her the, uh, the word of mouth of what all the abbreviations means and she's like yeah no I, I'm out if I don't get paid for going to the bathroom I quit yeah <laughs> It's like, yeah, good call. And when you have to call in Dottie to come save your ass. Yeah, that's a trip. I'm just like, dude, no. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad older dude's back, though. <laughs> he can take his flipping calls on her back and let Vinny work in the laundry again, please. <laughs> you know. 
I will say too, I do like how um, I still like the whole thing where uh, Dottie and um, uh, and Sookie are making a connection. I think that's that's interesting. But yeah, I just <laughs> need them to stop with Vinny being stupid. I want him to get the love he deserves because I think that king deserves more respect, you know? And listen, yep. so my last what the hell here. So first of all, quick scene of the week. Hurricane Sam is flawless. I love this version of Sam, and I'm one of the people that actually liked Daniela uh, Westbrook, I believe her name is. I thought she was yeah. cool as Sam, even liked her little stint on Hollyos. I did not know this actress. The woman is flawless. Flawless. She came in like a doggone hurricane with the entrance I wanted for Janine Butcher. Ruffling feathers, tough as hell, showing vulnerability, even doing the whole like woman who is a tough girl, kind of messy relationship with her kid, like, you know, both having tension with her child and making up with her child, like, in the same week, but there's yeah. a scheme in it. Like, it, Sam was flawless. Flawless. I loved her. I wanted them to write her with more strength, though, because, you know, one thing I didn't like was the show kept undercutting Sam and her strength the whole time, and I didn't like that, and the main thing that I hated was uh, Kat and Sharon coming in as a dog on Wise Girls, messing up that first meeting that Sam had with that that person, that little shorty that <laughs> was meeting. <laughs> yeah, who's meeting she took over for Ben. I thought she could have negotiated perfectly, but for some reason, here come Kat and Sharon in there in this meeting, butting in, contradicting old girl, and I'm just like, what are they doing? What are they doing? They said it in one part of this. And now they're just in there messing things up and then got the nerve to turn around and act like Sam is the one messing up. I wasn't feeling that. So I wanted them to leave Sam alone because she was great. She was great and flawless. So love her. But I hated that whole Cat and Sharon being the wise girls, mob wives. Thing. I thought that was stupid as hell. So I, I couldn't with it. Yeah. What did you think of that, boo? I didn't like the, the them breaking. I, I love Sam. I love Sam forever so it was nice to, it was nice to see her come back i mean yeah it wasn't the original actress mm -hmm. obviously but i almost kind of she did it. play the role before baby yeah oh i know mm -hmm. <laughs> but but i mean like it's just like yes i i, I love her i think she's great i love her little to get ricky mm -hmm. if she doesn't mm -hmm. get that yes ma'am I, I i loved her entrance her entrance was great uh, I love that she was trying to ship Ben off to Spain and he wasn't having it. Uh, just just having that first little 30 seconds of time with Phil when mm -hmm. they see eye to eye when they first meet. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wait a minute, who's... <gasps> My brain just went... <gasps> Eyes went up in the air. Yeah, whole, whole nine yards. And I was just like, yep. She's going to come back and she's going to try some stuff. And, and I love her relationship with Ricky. I love her relationship with Jack. I love the way she's, you know, just trying to get around without, you know, trying to ruffle too many feathers, but ruffling way too many feathers at the same time. I just love that woman. She she just needs to stay. I, I don't know. I don't know what her contact is like i don't know what the stay period is like and when she's going back to spain if she's going back to spain but i hope she sticks around for quite some time because 
she's 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 bringing the she's bringing the fire where the fire was needed. Yes, ma'am. She's willing. <laughs> love her. Love her. Love her. All right, baby girl. That's all I got for my what the hell's what you got for scenes of the week for the Eastenders. So my my one of the things that I absolutely loved was the fact that even after almost a month since having the baby, you learn that Bernie is missing that baby more than she's letting on. Yes. And so every time she sees that. Uh, Every time she sees uh, the highways are rainy and Stuart was rolling, that poor child. <laughs> That's an old man name. But <laughs> 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 At least it's not Ronald. Uh, but but uh, I was, it's just like every time she sees her, or every time she sees him, you have a, uh, uh, Karen walking over and saying that she knows how much she misses him. You got Suki being a flat out cow saying, dude, at least my family doesn't sell babies. And you got, you know, everything's weighing on her because she was doing the right thing for herself, her family, and their family since Rainy was, you know, scared she couldn't have babies. You know, she, they all did what they thought was right by them and she was missing the baby and Brady was just like you know you can take him for a walk in the park if you want I'm overstressed I have to do laundry I'm going to the park or take him to the park walk with him have a little bit of time with him you know you're technically bio mom you know babysit him for a bit and once she realizes that she misses him and she looks at him, she has that moment of freakoutness where she realizes that she can't do it. And she, I don't want to say pawns off because that sounds rude, but, you know, she passes the baby off to, you know, Dottie and was just like, I can't do this. And basically runs away, leaving Daddy to take Roland back to the funeral home. And and I was like, that is quite possibly the saddest, most beautiful thing of live people that we've seen on EastEnders in this two or three week period. I thought it was really well done. Yes. The way that they are playing um, her sadness over this child is fantastic. Um, I think we have a lot of quality story coming because, uh, you know, you've got Rainy struggling to cope because her man is hurting from the um, treatment that he just had. Um, and he's still trying to do what he needs to do to be a good, you know, he can't, he's limited in what he can do. And Bernie, her heart is just breaking. Uh, there's so much good to come from this. Uh, and I'm loving it, baby. I'm with you on that. Just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yes. Yeah. What else you got for us? Another one with the highways actually is, uh, Stuart finally, you know, it, He's been in pain for so long that he's just been avoiding people 
and just like staying away and it's almost like he has the postnatal baby syndrome almost like every time he hears the baby cry he starts scrubbing things and cleaning things and doesn't take care of the baby or you know and you know he has all this pain going for him and his man just like dude you just need to take the painkillers that you'll function you, you you won't die or anything you won't be an addict or anything and it's just like he's still freaking out about it but in the end you see he finally breaks down and takes them so i'm kind of i'm kind of looking forward to seeing exactly whether he's gonna be falling down the attic again or if nan's gonna you know pick him up by his bootstraps and you know realize yeah or you know if they go down that route mm-hmm. i i, I kind of just i just like Stuart's storyline altogether because yes. it's just like, like you said you have rainy who can't cope the only one who's coping properly in the house is na- or is their na- yes <laughs> She's taking care of the baby more than anybody else in the flipping house. Yes. You know, Rainy, who sleeps an hour and a half a night and is doing laundry and cleaning the house and doing all this. You have Stuart, who is practically, you know, sobbing because he won't take the painkillers for the pain, but finally breaks down and does. And, and freaks out whenever the baby cries because like you said he doesn't know what the heck he's doing mm-hmm. because he doesn't know what he can do because he's afraid he's gonna drop him or something mm-hmm. and, just, uh, and and that entire yeah it's like i i i love them i want to see how everything comes to a head especially since you know like you said earlier on you know ben to get you know raped and everything so mm-hmm. you have callum getting in on that too so he's gonna that family aspect of the you know house is gonna be in a bit of a downward spiral too so you're just wondering maybe you know i hope this doesn't happen but i i'm kind of seeing bernie go into kidnap baby mode yeah that doesn't happen i We'll be happy, but there is a lot of good story that's being set up with that family. And I feel like I did not give enough uh, love to the return of, I believe, Grandma's Violet. Is that right? Is yeah, that her name? Violet Highway. Violet she Highway. Is fantastic. Is- Sister came through and she was like, uh-huh. Oh, my boy ain't to do treatment and he's on this supplementary bull. Uh-uh. Boy, this is what you're going to do. you going and you getting that treatment so your family can love you and have you around. Like, I love how she came through. She laid down the law and everybody was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and he yeah, was that treatment. Yeah. It was fantastic. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, yes, it's like, you're going to be fine, Lorraine. She is the only one who would let their caller by her full name. Yes. I don't even realize it most of the time until her eyes roll up in her head when she hears it. I'm just like, hey, she's taking care of you guys more than you guys are letting on. It's crazy. She is like that. She is like the rock of the family. I love it. And it yes. is it's really <laughs> fabulous. Totally love it, baby. What you on that one? 
Yep. Yes, and her return is one of my scenes of the week, so I will check that off. <laughs> yes, well, her return happened during the, the time where Stuart beat up the dude. But, uh, ah, okay. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you did not call my nan dirt. And he goes and beats him up. But you never saw it. But it was but, great. Uh, I love that too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of anything else that we haven't talked about. Yes, you usually knocked out two of my scenes of the week because I also had down Stuart trying to fight the pain. He is doing a great job with this storyline, showing his pain with the cancer diagnosis, all of the fears that he has surrounding it. It's just fantastic, baby girl. So yeah, I'm loving every minute of this storyline, and yeah, I'm with you on it, hundred percent. So damn. Yeah. And, it was uh, and like we said earlier, Linda's return, everything yes. having to do with Linda. Uh, that uh, mind you, most of it she's drunk. But then you have Nancy, who's basically doing the one thing she didn't want to do all the time, mm-hmm. which is watch a child under the age of two. Mm-hmm. She went got she went and got herself fixed, so she didn't have to have kids. And now she and Zach essentially have a you know one-year-old child that's everywhere even though they want to open a restaurant together and stuff but there you go it's just yeah Linda coming back was probably one of the better decisions now that we know Mick's leaving I don't know if she might be going with him or you know what's going on it could be one of those surprise exits that nobody mm-hmm. knows about that they don't want to post on the internet mm-hmm. like they do with other people <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah it's like i it, seeing her come back and like nancy's reaction when she figured out she was drunk or nancy like when nancy and linda first talked nancy was like you don't even remember what you said to me on new year did you and she walked away yeah. and and Linda's just trying to remember everything that went on and why nobody's talking to her and why Zach's avoiding and you know it's it was it was you know why it's avoiding everybody and and you know it's it was ace I I am all for returns of many in this two-week period <laughs> Hundred percent, baby. This has been absolutely flawless, absolutely flawless. So I think I only have one more that we didn't talk about, and it was something really quick, and it was really cute. So, uh, Will was standing around next to Billy as Jada was standing around next to Martin. And Will obviously still has a crush on this heifer, as Jada probably does, even though she's so grown, she can't date anybody. And so he's not wanting to say anything about it, and she's not wanting to say anything about it. So Billy's just stay, you know, over there looking at Martin, and he's like, so Martin, you know, why don't we have you come around the house? And Martin's like, oh, really? What, what, what would we do if we were at the house together? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Pop some popcorn, maybe sit around, watch some TV. And Marge was like, yes, you know, think about it. 
two people coming together in the house to watch television together and get to know each other. Like, how brilliant would that be? And meanwhile, both Jada and Will are looking embarrassed. Their eyes. What the? That was so cute. And then at the end of the day, like, both of them kind of take off. And then uh, I think uh, Barton's kind of like, uh, well, well, looks like that didn't work. And then Billy's like, yeah, whatever. It wasn't going to work out anyway. <laughs> and it stomps off like, like, like he was taking it seriously. <laughs> it was so cute. It was a nice little moment. I'm loving Will. You know, I do not want him with Jada. But I thought that those two trying to hook uh, Will and Jada up was really cute and a nice little light moment after all the heavy stuff that had been going on on EastEnders, you know? Like, yeah. We needed some cute. Whatever. That's one thing about Kato that kind of bugs me a little bit. I love her. I think everything she does is amazing. Mm-hmm. But when everything is so dark mm-hmm. that it's just like, where are we going to get that little bit of comic relief? Mm-hmm. And you have to use Billy for it, which is always safe. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> love Billy. It's just like, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Even if it was only for like a five minute stint in two weeks, we, we needed that little bit of humor. Okay. <laughs> All the dark and, and sad because because we know what's wrong with Gene, it's not as funny. Yes. They're, they're trying to make her diet, I should say, now that it's pretty much over, to make it seem like she's funny. And it's not funny. Being manic is not funny at all. And right. yeah, that can get bad. And it did. So it's just like a little bit of comic relief outside of diseases and babies and cancer and gay bashing and yeah, a little bit of humor. You know, like uh, uh, the one funny thing Gene did locking Rocky and Kathy up in the car. Yes. That was good. Because they they gave them, you know, that little itty bitty bit of, you know, happy smiliness, even though Kathy missed the funeral and, you know, Rocky was kind of just (laughs) there. Because he was working anyway. But it's but it was it was like a nice little thing that they kind of just you know threw in to try to raise the spirits of the show up a little bit and it was and it was really nice yes and it was cute and they're essentially trying to get Rocky and 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 I was gonna call her Sandy Uh (laughs) she is Sandy Roscoe never forget (laughs) I I won't but uh, yeah. locking them together and now they're essentially going on dates again so i mean like there's a there's you know that happy little moment where you get that coupling and you get like that that little funny moment and and you get stories about tina that were happy from her point of view and i mean like yeah that we just needed a little bit of happy and a bunch of sadness and a couple you know moments that and it was absolutely fantastic you know um eastenders has just been doing an excellent job of late uh and part of that is because of the presence of kate oates and i remain glad that she is back 
and having such a positive a positive influence over this show. It has been necessary and I'm glad it's here because I just think it's been just absolutely fantastic. You know? Yep. So I'm here for it. Yeah. Alright baby girl, well that is all I got. So I guess with that I will say that I am at Brother Sir. And I am at Lindsay Amanda. Thank you all so much for listening and until next time, get vaxxed, wear a mask, and don't let COVID kick that ass. Y'all stay safe out there. Bye y'all. Bye.